We're going to be learning in Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim HaLevi, the third piece in Hilchus Kalim. This is Parak Yud Tes Halacha Yud Gimel. And this is a short piece from Rab Chaim, just to explain a difference in the Rambam, the way he formulates two halachas regarding a case of an earthenware barrel. And if it breaks, what the status of those broken pieces are. So Rab Chaim is going to explain why the material of clay cheres is different from other vessels and other materials when they break. The Rambam writes, Chavis Shinisra Vitafla Bigalalim, a barrel that cracked and he fixed it with manure. Even though if you would take away the manure, which is like sort of a glue, the pieces of the barrel, the earthenware pieces, would fall apart. Still the barrel becomes tame because it never lost its status as a vessel. Since it didn't actually fall apart, even though it's being held together with this glue, but it's still considered a vessel, so it does become Tameh. But if the barrel actually broke, and then he pieced together all the earthenware pieces with this manure glue, so since the barrel at one point lost its whole status as a vessel, the barrel is now Tahor because it lost its status as a vessel. So two earthenware barrels, which are both being held together by glue, have different halachas. If the pieces broke, so then it does not become tame. If the pieces never broke before they were glued, so then it does become tame. Then in the next halacha, the Rambam records a related halacha. Chavis shenikva v'sasam hanekev b'zefes. If a barrel had a hole and he filled in the hole with tar, v'acharkach nishpra, and then the barrel broke. So im yesh becheres hasasam if the area that was filled in with the tar, so now this broken piece of the barrel that has tar in the hole, if that area is able to hold a revius, so it's still considered a vessel on its own, and it still becomes tummy. But now the Rambam comes to the fourth halacha. If the barrel broke, so now there were different pieces of the barrel, and then it got a hole, and then he filled in that hole in what's already a piece of the barrel. So then, even though that piece holds a revius, it's still tahor. Because the piece of the barrel that got a hole lost its status as a vessel, so it became tahor. And anything that becomes tahor in a clay cheres, an earthenware vessel, even for one moment, loses its ability to ever become tame again. So if a clay cheres loses its status as a vessel, even for one moment, it can no longer regain being a vessel, so it can never become tame. So that's how the Rambam explains this final halacha, that if the barrel broke, so there were pieces, and then one of the pieces got a hole, so at that point it lost its status as a vessel, even though he plugged up the hole and it now holds a revius, it can no longer be considered a vessel to become tame. Now, Rab Chaim asks, why didn't the Rambam mention this whole concept in the earlier halacha of a barrel that broke? So there the Rambam said that if it broke into pieces and then he glued them together, it's tahor, but he does not add in this line that a klecheres that lost its status as a vessel for one moment can never be a vessel again. He only adds that in in the second case of the barrel that got a hole. 
But in the first case of the barrel that broke, he doesn't mention that point. And in fact, says Rab Chaim, all these halachas come from the Mishnah in the third chapter of Kalim. And there it just says the same language for both cases, whether the barrel broke or whether it cracked and then the piece got a hole in it. Either way, the Mishnah says that it's Tahor. So there's no distinction within the Mishnah in how it rules in these two cases. So the Rambam is adding in when he codifies the halachas a distinction that in the case of the barrel that broke, he just says that it's Tahor because it lost its status as a vessel. But in the case where it got a hole, so then he adds in that once it became Tahor and lost the status as a vessel for a moment, it can never regain it. So why does the Rambam distinguish between these two cases by adding this phrase into the last halacha and not the earlier halacha? In addition, Rab Chaim asks, why does the Rambam even need to add in this line? Even without this concept that the Klecheres is now Tahor forever, it never becomes a vessel, it's still clear that in these cases, this vessel cannot become Tameh. Because once it loses its status as a vessel, because it breaks or it gets a hole, so then plugging it in or gluing it back together is not going to restore the status of a vessel. So of course it can't become Tameh any longer. So why does the Rambam even need need to add in this concept that once a klecheres becomes tahor, it no longer becomes tameh again. What does that add to these halachas? So Rab Chaim explains that the Rambam is coming to answer a question because the Rambam in Hilchus Kalim Yud Ches Yud writes, Kola Kalim Shinishbru Surasan, any vessel which was broken and the broken pieces are missing the shape of a vessel, ain't Shivrehin Mikablin Tuma. These broken pieces do not become tameh. Afal Pisha even though they have a use. So these broken pieces do have a use, but even so, they're not considered a vessel because they're missing the shape of a vessel, so they don't become Tameh. The one exception to this is earthenware clay cheres. There, even though the broken pieces are missing the shape of a vessel, they still become Tameh. It says in the Torah, any earthenware vessel. So Chazal understood that that Pusik is coming to add in the broken pieces of a clay cheres. So broken pieces of a clay cheres is an exception that even though they're missing the shape of a vessel, since they have a use, they could become Tameh. So Rab Chaim explains the meaning of this exception of clay cheres. Even though initially, in order for a clay cheres to be considered a kli, such so that it can become Tameh, it has the same rules as any other material. So just like every kli has to have the shape of a vessel in order to become Tameh. So the same is true of a clay cheres. If it doesn't have the shape of a vessel, it will not become Tameh initially. But once the vessel is already created, so then clay cheres has an exception. Afterwards, if it's broken, so it was already a valid kli, so it could have become Tameh, and now it broke and the pieces no longer have the shape of a kli, but since they have a use, it can continue to become Tameh. So that's the exceptional rule of clay cheres, that after it becomes a kli, if it's then broken, there's an additional rule about the broken pieces that they continue to become Tameh, even if they don't have the shape of a kli. So now, according to this, there's a question on the Mishnah. Why is there a difference between a barrel that gets a hole and is plugged up versus a broken piece of the barrel that gets a hole and is plugged up? Why are those two halachas different? 
if the barrel itself gets a hole, even though at that moment it won't become Tameh, but after the hole is plugged up, it continues to become Tameh because it never lost its status as a vessel. So why is that different than a broken piece of the barrel that got a hole in it, that even after it's plugged up, it still doesn't become Tameh because it lost its status as a vessel? How could that be when we just said that there is no difference in a clay cheres between the broken pieces and the vessel itself? Once it becomes a vessel, it remains in that status even after it's broken. So even if the pieces lose the shape of a vessel, they're still considered a vessel. So why should there be a difference between whether the barrel gets a hole versus the broken pieces of the barrel getting a hole? So Rab Chaim explains, even so, there is a difference between the barrel itself versus the broken pieces, which is once the broken pieces become tahor, so they lose their status as a kli. And the way this works is because the barrel itself, even when it has a hole, it doesn't lose its status as a kli, even though there's no tuma at that point, but it still is a clay cheres. It's just a kli cheres that doesn't become tameh, but that doesn't remove entirely its status as a kli cheres. So that's why when the hole is plugged up, it goes back to being able to be tameh. As opposed to the broken piece of the barrel, even though it's true that it can become tameh, but that's only because the Torah included it in the whole clay cheres. So the Torah is saying that so long as it has a use, it can become tameh, even though technically it's not really a kli cheres. But as soon as it loses the ability to become tameh, so it gets a hole, so at that point, not only does it lose the ability to become tameh, but it also loses its whole status as a vessel. So it's no longer considered a vessel, and even once it's plugged up, it does not get the status of a vessel back. And Rab Chaim adds that there's even another element to this, which is the only reason that a broken piece of clay cheres still becomes tameh is because it's still considered a clay cheres. The Torah said that it's still included in the category of clay cheres in order to become tameh. But as soon as it loses the ability to become tameh because it has a hole, so then it's no longer considered a clay cheres. So at that point, not only does it lose the ability to become tameh, but it loses its whole standing as a clay cheres, and now it's just like a regular piece of any broken vessel, which loses the whole status of a vessel. So that explains why the broken piece of the clay cheres barrel that then gets a hole in it totally loses its whole status as a vessel, and even once it's plugged up, it does not go back to being a clee. So that explains the difference between the barrel itself that gets a hole versus a broken piece of the barrel that gets a hole. So now this is going to explain why the Rambam added in this whole concept that once the clay cheres loses its status, it can never get it back again. Because without that, there's no real explanation why this piece that got a hole and then was filled up can't become Tameh, because since it was part of a vessel, so the breaking of the vessel doesn't affect the pieces, because that's the rule of a clay cheres, that even when it's broken, it's still considered a vessel. So the only reason this piece doesn't become Tameh is because it got a hole, so now it's unusable. But the fact that it's broken does not make it lose its status as a vessel. So now that it got a hole, it can no longer become Tameh, but now the hole was plugged up. So now 
now this piece is usable because the hole is plugged up. So why shouldn't it become tame again? It didn't lose its status as a vessel. And now that it's usable, it should be able to become tame. So that's why the Rambam adds in that since it lost its status as a vessel for one moment, because when it had the hole, it could not become tame. So that means that it can never get it back even after the hole is filled in. So that's the real explanation why in this case of a filled in piece of a clay cheres, it doesn't become tame anymore because since it lost the status of a vessel for a moment, it can no longer get it back. So in fact, the reason for this halacha is not that since it's a broken piece of clay cheres, it lost its status as a vessel. That's not true because a clay cheres retains its status as a vessel even after it's broken. The real reason for this halacha is that even though it's still considered a vessel, but once it's not able to become tameh even for a moment, so it can't get that ability back. So that's exactly why the Rambam applies that principle in order to explain that halacha. So now this also answers the other question Rab Chaim asked. Why doesn't the Rambam apply this also to the case of a broken clay cheres that was then glued together? The Rambam just says that it's no longer considered a kli. Why didn't he add in this point that once it loses the ability to become tame, it doesn't get it back? So the answer now is that there's a basic difference between these two situations. In the case where the barrel actually broke, so the situation would be where each of the little pieces does not have any use. So they each lose their status as a vessel. And then when it's pieced back together, they don't become a new vessel because gluing a vessel together does not make it a proper klecheres. So the explanation for that case is that a glued barrel is not considered a kli. So that's why it doesn't become tame. So the Rambam just leaves it at that. But in the second case where there was a larger piece of the barrel, so it did have a use. So that piece retained its status as a kli. And the only reason it couldn't become tame was because it had a hole in it. So once it was plugged in, it should be a regular kli. So that's why the Rambam needed to add in that once it became tahor for a moment, it no longer can become tame. So that's why the Rambam adds that additional explanation in the second case, but it's not needed in the first case of the broken barrel because each of those pieces was small, so they had no use, so they lost their status as a vessel, and then when they're glued back together, that does not make it a kli. So there's no need to add that since at one point in time it couldn't become tame, it no longer can again. There's a simpler explanation, which is that it's not a kli. So that explains the language and the organization of the Rambam and why he needed to add this whole concept into the second case where there was a large piece of a broken barrel. So that's Rab Chaim's explanation for the Rambam. The key conceptual point is this idea that a clay cheres has a unique set of rules that once it becomes a kli, even if it's then broken, if there's pieces that are still usable, meaning they can hold a certain amount, so they retain their status as a kli, which is different than kalim of other materials that don't have that dynamic. Now it's worth quoting what Rab Arya Leib Pomeranchik in the Amik Bracha quotes that he heard in the name of Rab Chaim on page 54, because it has to do with this halacha of the Rambam in Hochus Kalim Yud Ches Yud, which Rab Chaim touched on in this piece. So even though Rab Chaim does not expand on this idea in this piece, but once we see the idea, so if you reread his language, then you do see that he's alluding to it. So again, the Rambam in Yud Ches Yud ruled, any large vessel which breaks 
and the pieces do not have the appearance of a vessel, so those broken pieces do not become tamei. Even though they're usable. So even though these pieces do have a use, since they don't have the appearance of a vessel, they cannot become tamei, except for clay cheres. That even though they're broken and they lost the shape of the vessel, im if it has a use to this broken piece, so even though it doesn't have an appearance, it does have a use, it does become tame because that's a special halacha of the Torah, the chol klei any klei And Chazal explained that it's including even broken pieces. So the Rambam differentiates between klei and other materials that klei even if the broken pieces don't look like a vessel, but they have a use, they still become tame. Now the Ravid questions this and he says, Ani he says, if you look through all the sources, the Mishnah, the Tosefta, you keep seeing that even a broken vessel, if the pieces have a use, they become tame, not only klecheres. And when it comes to kleate, wooden vessels, it depends on whether they have a holding area so they can hold something in them. So you see that even non-klecheres vessels that break, if there's a use for the broken pieces, they become tame. So why then did the Torah say this explicitly when it comes to klecheres. So the Ravid explains it goes the other way. You would have thought that broken klecheres can't become tame at all. They're worse than other material vessels. So the Torah is saying that even klecheres broken pieces become tame. But certainly vessels of other materials also become tame. So that's the debate between the Rambam and the Ravid whether these broken pieces of other materials, non-klecheres, become tame. Now the question is even more problematic on the Rambam because he himself earlier in chapter 11 ruled that the broken pieces of all sorts of materials, not just klecheres, even metal, if the broken pieces can still be used in the way that they were initially being used, so they do become tame. So the Ravid's question is very problematic on the Rambam. Why in chapter 18 is he limiting this only to klecheres? So the Amek Bracha gives an answer for the Rambam, and at the end he says that he thinks he heard this in the name of Reb Chaim. And in fact, in this piece in Chidusha Rabbeinu Chaim Alevi, where he does touch on this Rambam, so in his language he alludes to this approach, and that is that there are really three levels over here. There is a broken vessel which loses its appearance as well as its use. Then there's a broken vessel which has its appearance and its use. And then there's a middle case where it loses its appearance, but it still has a use. So now, if it loses its appearance and its use, so then whether it's klecheres or any other material, the broken piece does not become tame, and everyone agrees to that. What the Rambam is differentiating is between if it has an appearance and a use versus if it loses an appearance and has a use. So when the Rambam writes in chapter 11 that vessels of all materials that are broken still become tame, he's referring to when the broken pieces have the appearance of a vessel and they retain the use of their initial vessel. So in that case, the pieces of any material vessel become tame. In chapter 18, the Rambam explicitly says, the nifsudatsurasan, they lost their appearance. So these pieces are worse than the ones earlier in chapter 11. They do have a use, but they lost the appearance of a vessel. So there the Rambam says that it's a special halacha that only klecheres, broken pieces, continue to become tame, not vessels of other materials. 
So the Ravid's question, why are there so many cases in the Mishnah and the Tosefta where the vessel breaks and the pieces still become Tameh, the Rambam would say that's talking about where they have an appearance of a vessel as well as retaining their use. And again, Rab Chaim is very careful in his language in this piece to keep alluding to this answer. And it's also worth pointing out that this idea of the Emek Bracha also ties in very nicely with Rab Chaim's idea in the first piece in Hilchos Kalim, that according to the Rambam, for something to become Tameh, it needs to have both the status of a Kli as well as be usable. So that seems to be the two things the Rambam is stressing here, that for a broken piece to become Tameh, it requires these two components, the status of a Kli, which comes about through the appearance, as well as to be usable. Now, the Raivid in Rab Chaim's piece disagrees with the Rambam on this. He holds the only criteria is being usable, so that's exactly his comment here, that there is no need for the appearance so long as it retains its use, the broken piece can still become Tameh because it meets the criteria of being a vessel. So this is the same debate between the Rambam and the Raivid that Rab Chaim developed in the first piece in Elchus Kalim.